Hi, welcome to Three Dog. You're listening to a flow class taped live in our studio. When you're ready, grab a mat and let's get started. Again, for real, in Badakanasana. We're going to take thumbs to the inner arch of the foot. And just take your thumb down the inner arch of your foot. If you have a thing about touching your feet, you don't want to do it, totally fine, you don't have to. But if it's cool with you, just thumb down the arch from the heel to the ball of the big toe. And then keep doing that across the sole of the foot. So you're just moving the thumb down the arch or up the arch, however you want to think about that. And moving from heel to the ball of the big toe. Eventually, the thumbs will move in further toward the center of the foot. And if you find any little spots, does anyone find any little spots that have some, like, stuff? Any knots? Any tension? Anyone? It's just me and Jess. We're the only two? Okay, that's cool. Uh, we're going to sit here, and we're going to just press into those little spots really just gently and breathe. If you don't have any little spots in your foot that are calling for your attention, no little knots there. Ah, they're not really knots, but the little fascia connections that have gotten stuck. And you just keep moving your thumbs. Really just finding out how's the arch of your foot doing and making this connection between heel and ball of foot, right? So there's the tripod of the foot, center of the heel, ball of big toe, ball of baby two, toe. You've never heard us say that in yoga. Congratulations, like you've made it a long time not, not hearing that. Eventually, you know what we were going to work on here is this this arch of the foot being really like the dome shape, the dynamic shape that keeps us in balance. Right? We ground through the tripod, and then this arch's flexibility, its ability to adapt, right, is part of how we stay in balance. Right, and the more healthy the tissue here is the better our balance is going to be. We're really knotted up here, really dehydrated here. We don't have as much adaptability. So we're just taking a few moments to check in with that. Also to let more friends in. Tech heavy day, you guys. Hang on. Yeah, no one's minding because we're doing foot massage, right? <laughs> like, could we stay here for a while and everyone would benefit pretty, pretty radically? Good. Oh, dogs love this part too. Hey, Laura. Welcome in. We're in Badakanasana. Right. Once you've had enough of this, uh, this footwork down the arch, there's another arch of the foot, and it's the one that goes from the ball of the big toe to the ball of the baby toe. So the, where you think of the ball of your foot, you're just going to take your thumb right across the base of that. So there's where the ball of the foot kind of meets the, the foot itself, if you want to think of it that way. Just take your thumb across. That's the lateral arch. And usually around the center of the lateral arch, we carry a little tension. <laughs> okay, good. <laughs> it looks like maybe some kneading going on. We're going to get down to the, uh, the toes. You're going to take your fingers in between your toes and just get them to spread out a little bit. And see so you can get the fingers all the way down to the webbing of the toe. May or may not get there. If it's painful, like if it just they won't separate, don't push, don't, don't shove. But if you can, get your fingers down to the webbing of the toes. Press in and use the toes. Kind of grab at the fingers. There's a toes holding fingers here. And then release that. Do that a few times where the toes squeeze the fingers. And 
unless you're super into using your toes for things, that's a hard thing to, to get. You won't see much if you're looking for what I'm doing. Like, it doesn't look like much. Then slow release of that. Press the fingers into the webbing and then pull out. Well, really nice. All right, we're going to move on to your back. I'm going to lie down. Supta Bhattakonasana, the supine version of this. You're going to keep the, the same positioning where your legs do this easily by themselves. Not too far out, not too far in. Just a good place where ball the big toe meets ball the big toe, ball the baby toe, ball the baby toe. Center of each heel is pressing together. And as they press together in this position, we really do get some activation depending on the structure of your posture. Different places, usually get inner thigh, outer thigh, hip flexor. Now keep that. And bring your focus to now the sacrum, so the back of your hips. And your shoulder blades, but both of those areas, sacrum and shoulder blades, just get heavy to the floor. We've got another triangle situation going on here. We've got sacrum, right shoulder blade, left shoulder blade. That whole triangle just dropped down. And you'll feel the lightness of your low back. Feel your lowest rib at the kind of the center of that is just level, neither heavy nor light, but level. And breathe in. And breathe out. We're going to keep that sensation of this uh, kind of center of the body, core body well aligned, sacrum is level, shoulder blades level, lowest rib is level. You're going to extend your left leg straight out toward the front of the mat, bringing yourself into a reclined tree. And bring the right foot to the inside of the leg. Think like the inseam of the leg. The foot will rise off the floor. You'll be pressing foot into leg and also leg into foot. Flex the left foot toe straight toward the ceiling. Breath in. Breath out. Your foot position on your leg can be anywhere as long as it's not painful. There used to be a thing of like, don't put your foot on your knee. Well, there's a lot of real estate around the knee. And as long as you're not jamming your heel into some like structure of your knee that hurts, you're going to be fine. You will not blow out your knee doing this. Breath in here. Squeeze the, the, what's the standing leg, the extended leg. And then breath out. Bring both legs in, knees to chest. Pause, breathe. In that positioning, I'm back to Supta Bhattakonasana. And again, you're just finding that place where center of the heel, ball of the baby toe, ball of the big toe, they're all connecting in. And wherever the knees are bent, totally cool. But you're really able to get that connection to the feet and feel the muscular work of the legs in response to that pressure. Keep the left leg as is. Extend your right leg out toward front wall. Right, so it's flat on the mat, toes point straight up. It's flat on the mat, toes point straight up. Bend left foot to the inside of the right leg. So you're lifting now the left. Now there's some weight bearing going on here. 
squeeze the right leg tight. That might lift the leg a bit, might lift the heel. Sacrum's level, shoulder blades are level. You're pressing foot to leg and you're pressing leg back into foot. Breathe here for three. So the left foot is off the floor. We're not doing that by raising the right leg. We're doing that by raising the left heel. Then the right leg is as grounded as it can be, but it's squeezed tight. So we're not lifting at the hip flexor. Then slow release of that. Bring both knees into your chest. Breath in. And breath out. And take your knees out to the sides. It's a happy baby. Sacrum level on the floor. Shoulder blades level on the floor. You're just staying for a moment. We will rock. I'll toil I'll out in a moment. But you're still in that positioning where you're thinking sacrum's level, lowest rib is level, shoulder blades are level. Once you got that, right, the surface of the hips, you're going to rock across the surface of the hips. Just real nice massage for the, uh, the glute muscles. And you can take your hands anywhere on the legs or you can choose to take the hands away. But you're keeping shoulder blades grounded. Back of your neck is good. That's good there. I put the block under my head because of the microphone. You're welcome to keep it or not keep it, however you want to be. If it's really comfortable for you, if it's better, keep it. Good. One more round here. Just side to side across the back of the hips. Excellent. And back to center. Hug your knees in. And take arms out into cactus shape. Goal posts. And then knees side to side in belly twisting. Here, same thing. You're going to rock across the sacrum. Just really be sure that it's well grounded as you come across. Shoulder blades are staying anchored to the floor. And you'll notice that the lowest rib, things are changing as you move side to side. You'll rock from one side of the rib cage to the other. But in the upper rib cage, or it'll feel like you're rocking from one side of the rib cage, I should say that. You'll get the upper portion of the rib cage really steady and stable. All those floating ribs, the lowest ones, they're going to move side to side. One more round here. Next time you come to the right, you're going to roll all the way onto your right side and uh, stack your hips, stack your shoulders, stack your arms, close book. Now you're going to keep the hips stacked as best you can. Open the left. Again. Now, as we're doing this, said arm, but it's really not the arm that's moving. So think about opening your chest. Following because it's attached. And if you're not sure, take your hand to your shoulder. 
That's secondary motion. But if you put the hand on the shoulder, you're gonna stop that motion. And rotate back to the side. Really good. Two more. Next one, opening. Hips, stacking shoulders, stacking arms, and then taking that open book by bringing the right shoulder blade down toward the mat, chest open. Good. Breathe in as you open. Breathe out as you close the top. No idea what this pose is actually called. I think it's just like reverse belly twisting pose. I think it's made up, but book opening pose sounds like just the coolest thing ever if you're a word nerd. So open the arms, stay here. Shoulder blade gets heavy to the mat, right hip's gonna get heavy down toward the mat, and knees in on your back, hugging nose to knees, knees to nose, coming up to seated. And around to hands and knees. And take cat and cow flow. So you're going to exhale, round spine. And inhale, arch. Breathe out. Breathe in. Four around. Back to neutral spine, flat back. We're going to extend the right leg back behind, ball the foot on the floor. Press your hands down and lightly forward. Press your heel back. Ball the big toe, ball the baby toe straight down to the floor, and you're reaching the right heel toward the back wall. Breath in. Breath out. When you inhale, you're going to spin the back foot flat. Toes point toward the side of the mat. Right arm opens up, kneeling side plank. Press the back foot, or actually both feet down. If you ended up with your foot off the mat, good time to kind of scoot forward because it's going to be Tough on the floor. Press the foot down. Press standing hand down. And then we're not going to do it. We're not going to do it. But you're going to imagine lifting the left knee. You're just going to like, what would it take to bring the lower leg into a tree position here? Just kind of get your mind wrapped around that. Just don't think. Just what would that action be like? Breath in. And then exhale. 
right hand down, sit back to child's pose. Did anyone's muscles activate because they thought about it? Yeah. Isn't that amazing? Isn't it so cool? Uh, so both things can be true. We can activate something in just being mentally engaged with it. And we can do things without really engaging, right? There's, there's great human potential to really check in or really check out. as we're taking on balance poses, if we wanted to really like hone in on you know, what does it take to, to have a really stable balance pose, what does it take to have a really stable core, it's that mental activation. It's recognizing what are the actions that this shape requires. And it's one of the reasons you'll hear the teacher say, please don't grab your foot and pull it around. Please don't look at your neighbor and see what they're doing. Right? Please don't try to copy this or that. Because that takes us away from that inner knowing that we have. Like your mind has the map to all your muscles. We get stuck on these exterior things and miss those. Right? Come on back to hands and knees. And uh, you can even do it in cat cow, right? So before you even start cat cow, this is like, this is existential yoga. What action is going to take to get to a cat pose, right? Start with the, like, the pressing down, and then what needs to activate? Follow that. Then go ahead and do it. And once you're up there in the cat pose, you could let gravity and momentum just take you the other way. But what would happen first? Where are you moving from? What actions are you going to take to get your body from that cat to the cat? Just... Keep going with that. You play with it as much as you want to mentally or like you can go mentally into this or you can go momentum into this. It, whatever your heart desires. But there's this really interesting place called the impulse to move. That space right before you do the movement where your body is preparing and activating the circuits that create that movement. And if you can slow down and give some attention to that, good things happen. I'll leave it there. Back to neutral spine and flat back. You're there, you're going to extend the left leg back behind. You're on the ball of the foot, you're pressing the heel back. Pressing the hands down, lightly forward. You send the heel back, stretch for the back of the leg, stretch for the sole of the foot. Make it like outer shin. Maybe get everything going. It's possible. Press and breathe. Keep your head in line. You're kind of looking out like you're in a plank. Really important for, uh, for plank alignment. Bring your head into alignment. Look straight down at the floor. Then you're going to press the right hand down. Right? Spin back foot flat. And open the left arm into that kneeling side plank. And go ahead and take time to adjust and really be able to activate the back foot. Squeeze that leg. Yeah, that was a perfect time to go get a snack. I saw that. Very nice. That's perfect when you get home, you guys. People in here, they can't go get a snack. <laughs> well, I mean, they could. Willie's is right over there. Now, you're going to make the, just, just mentally be there. What would it take to lift your right knee, to lift the right leg 
into a tree pose. We're not going to do it. There's no showing off. Uh, just like, you probably could. You probably could. But get to the point where you're experiencing that map that your mind has to your muscles. And if you're not there yet, no big deal. Just continue on. Keep practicing. Keep shooting the free throws until they go in. One more breath here. And then back to center, hand down. Knee down, sit back, child's pose. Next time we do 108 sun salutations, I'm just going to say we sit here and think about the 108 sun salutations. <laughs> all right, breath in. Breath all the way out. Come on up to downward facing dog. Uh, all impulse to lift thing for those of you that are drama geeks, you may have had that foisted upon you before in your life. Um, but it's part of like method acting stuff. So uh, I did steal it. Breath in, breath out. And look forward, walk forward to the front of your mat and come into ragdoll. Take your feet wide apart. So the only alignment point we're going to really focus on here is the feet being about mat distance apart, pointing straight ahead. And do just take a few moments with your eyes to assure yourself that the feet are parallel. And that generally shows up as the, or the second and third toe, or the second toe, third toe area of the foot pointing straight ahead. Your heel in line with that. So that that line down the center of your foot is what we're calling uh, kind of the parallel lines. And then you can bend your knees to whatever degree feels good to you to bring chest to thighs, upper body to lower body. Let your head get heavy, face get soft, arms wrap around one another. And breath in. And breath out. Release your hands to the mat and walk feet together. And down into your feet. Roll up to standing, stacking your vertebrae, then shoulders over hips. Arms stack over your collarbones. And pause here. Plug your feet in. Ball the big toe, ball the baby toe, center of each heel. Lift and spread all 10 of your toes. And like, see if you can lay each toe down, just independently. If you can, you're super Jedi level, everything. Just, I bow to you. With toes spread wide, that plugging in sensation of the feet, notice what's going on at the arches of your feet. What's the sensation there? Rest your feet down. Feel that kind of rebound. The structure of the arch gives you. You don't have to really do anything. Squeeze your legs. Narrow in at your waist. Broaden out through your collarbone area. Just space there. Maybe if your arms go wider, that could help. Arms and cactus, that could help. Then back of your head, your brain up. We'll bring hands to heart center. Some mastiti and pause. And close your eyes. Feel what you feel. Notice what you notice. 
anything you observe is valid because you observed it. Because you can observe it, it's not you. Because you can observe it, you stand in that space, right? of consciousness and awareness right? that you are. And you can choose what to do with what you observe. You can take some salutations, a few different uh, variations on the theme. Inhale, reach up, mountain pose. Exhale, fold forward. Breathe in, lift halfway, flat back. When you breathe out, plant your hands, step your right knee back, then your left knee, cat pose. When you breathe in, cow pose. When you breathe out, down dog. Look forward, walk or lightly hop to your hands. Breathe in, lift halfway, flat back. Breathe out, fold. Drive your feet down, breathe in, reach up, mountain pose. Bow forward, exhale. Breathe in, lift halfway, flat back. Plant your hands, left knee back, then right knee, cat pose, press the floor away and round. Breathe in, cow pose. So that cat pose is in lieu of chaturanga. This is in lieu of up dog. And exhale, make your way back to down dog. And if that variation suits you, stay with it. Look forward, walk or lightly hop to your hands. Breathe in, lift halfway, flat back. Breathe out, fold. Breathe in, reach up. Breathe out, fold. Breathe in, lift halfway, flat back. So we're going to plant the hand, step your right foot back, then the left foot to high plank. Stay or bend the elbows, chaturanga. Breathe in, upward facing dog. We'll make it back to downward facing dog, empty, and look forward, walk or lightly hop to your hands, breathe in, lift halfway, flat back, breathe out, full, drive your feet down, breathe in, reach up, mountain pose, exhale, bow forward. Breathe in, lift halfway, flat back. Plant your hand, step your left foot, then your right foot back to a high plank. You could be on toes or knees, stay or chaturanga. Breathe in, upward facing duck. Breathe out, downward facing duck.
look forward, walk or lightly hop to your hands. Breathe in, lift halfway. Breathe out, fold. Get your feet down, breathe in, reach up, mountain pose. Squeeze your legs, squeeze your arms. Yeah, not through your toes and fingers. Exhale, bow forward. Breathe in, lift halfway and heel toe your feet, hip distance apart. Draw your heart forward as you step your right leg back, stay here. Then when you inhale, lift your chest, followed by your arms, crescent. Bring hands into heart center, chest in line with thighs, hands come down. You could step to down dog or low push-up. If you're in down dog, you stay, and if you're in low push-up, breathe in for upward-facing dog. Breathe out, meeting up in down dog. From here, we'll take right leg back and up behind, three-legged dog. Bend the knee, draw it to your chest, and rock forward step, low lunge. Get your footing, then lift your chest, breathe in, arms up. We breathe out and bring hands into heart center, chest in line with front thigh, reach the arms forward, step the back foot up. Feet together at the top of the mat, breathe in, lift halfway, and breathe out, Whoa, really nice. Press your feet down, breathe in, reach up, squeeze your legs, squeeze your arms, bend your toes and fingers. Then exhale, fold. Breathe in, lift halfway beyond fingertips and toe heel your feet, hip distance apart. Keep pulling your chest forward as you step the left leg back. Get your footing, then inhale, chest up, arms up. Exhale, hands in, chest in line with front thigh. Place the hands. Step back down dog or low push up. Breathe in, upward pacing dog. Breathe out, down dog. Squeeze your left leg tightly. Take it back and up behind you, three-legged dog. Bend the knee, fold it into your chest, rock forward, push off the back foot, step, pause. Right? Now what's it gonna take from the core to lift the chest, then the hands? Rather than push off with the hands, you know, which is monkey see, monkey do yoga, Gonna bring the hands in. We're gonna bring the chest in line with front thigh. Hands forward. What's it gonna take to get up here, pulling with the front foot to step the back foot up? Press your feet down, breathe in, lift halfway. And breathe out, bow forward. Really nice. End of that exhale. Sit your hips back like there's a little tiny chair behind you, as low as you can go. Inhale, lift your chest, then your arms. Exhale. Hands pull in, you bow chest to thighs, the legs are still bent here, so it's a folded chair. Then halfway lift, flat back, press your feet down, spread your toes. Plant your hands, step back, down dog or chaturanga. And from that chaturanga, you move through the inhale and the exhale back to down dog. Squeeze the right leg tightly. Take it up and back behind you. Bend your knee. Draw it in close to the chest. Rock forward. Keep pulling the leg in toward the chest. Step on your center line. 
back foot turns flat. So you're pressing your feet, come up warrior two. Your chest faces the side wall. Your gaze is over your front hand. Then hands come back to the mat. You spin on your back heel. You plant your hands. You can step to down dog or low push up. Breathe in upward facing dog. Breathe out down dog. Get empty. First action is squeeze the left leg. Elevate it behind you. Three. Bend the knee. Side of the chest. Rock forward and step on your center line. Back foot flat. Before you push off, how would you come up from your core? Do that. And then same thing. Rather than letting momentum take you, gravity take you, how are you going to power this thing to be in control of how you take your hands to the floor? And make your little push-up. To up dog. Down dog. All the way to child's pose. But it's great that our body can do actions without us having to think of it. Because if we had to go through the whole day, like if you had to get out of bed and brush your teeth and make breakfast and do all the things, and you had to absolutely think about Every movie made, I wouldn't get out of bed. But for this hour in yoga, like rather than go through the motions in the default way, right, the idea is to move with that much attention. And it's great because then you can't give your attention to the nonsense that goes on out there in the world, right? That's the problem with the rest of the day is we can give our attention to the nonsense. If we just like walk with all that mental awareness, Nothing would bother us. Right. But that's unrealistic for us to do it all day long. It's realistic to do it here. If you decided to show up on a yoga mat, it's realistic. Next inhale, come on up to down dog. That said, no one has to be perfect. But it's realistic to put that effort and attention into what am I activating? How am I getting my body to move in these ways? What is the most elegant and useful and strong way that I can move my body? Your mind knows. It's just often on other things. Look to your hands, walk or lightly hop, top of the space. Breathe in, lift halfway, flat back. Breathe out, fold. Press your feet down, breathe in, reach up, mountain pose. And breathe out, hands to heart center, samastiti. So here's the game. We're standing in samastiti. We're going to make this a left leg only situation. Situation is the word for everything now, right? Yeah, well, that's it. Yeah, that's a big, that's, that's a little leap. <laughs> we are not in a situationship. <laughs> the New York Times had that today. <laughs> so yeah, the situation here is. <laughs> you're like, 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 get like phantom leg on the right side. Like nothing's going on in your right side. The left leg is what's supporting. Now here's the game, kids. And it is a kid's game. You're here to make me think you're standing on both feet. Right, so so just kind of lean to the left. Just like let the left, like, just like this is the V8 commercial from 1987. 
then bring that back in to center. Now, like fool me, fool yourself even, that you're standing upright, but it's all coming from the left leg. Right leg did not come to work. Right? But the idea is that you're not leaning to get there. Right? Because this is how we're going to have strong standing balance, is your ability to stand upright and like the, the right foot, if you need to bend your right knee, this is all leg length stuff. If you need to bend the right knee to, to make that happen, totally fine. Just like you're connected from left foot through the left leg to the hips, and then the hips connect to the spine. That's a sacrum, right, that, that connects that. And then up to your brain, from your left foot to your brain. Right? It's just this line that's keeping you standing. Now siphon all of that from the left leg over to the right. Like without changing, like this is one of those things like, can you do it in like no external change, right? Fool the teacher. It's like when you try to fool your parents who were sleeping. Everyone did that, right? Yeah. Rest your right foot down. Use the right leg to just make the connection from floor to brain. That's how balance poses work. Something's on the floor and there's your brain up there. Those things connect and you got balance. They're not connected. They, if it breaks somewhere, this is the whole core stability thing. The core connects what's going on at the foot, what's going on in your leg, to your brain, through your spine. Right? Everything else is decoration. I don't love decoration. We're going to do it. But this is the work. Bring everything back to center. So now you got both feet down. It's like, oh, like the work is halved because you got two. Right? Back to that sensation where it's the left leg holding your brain up. We're just going to pick up the right knee and uh, bring it to hip height. This is hip flexor strength, which is part of tree pose, is the ability to lift the thigh bone. Right? That's hip flexor strength. Right? Then it's outer hip strength to bring the leg out to the side. Right? So take your knee as far to the side as it's going to go. This is like finding your right uh, space in Bhattakanasana. Wherever it goes is great. Keep the left leg to brain connection. Then hamstring is going to bring your heel to your leg. So now you've got the hip flexors, outer hip, and the hamstring engaged on that lifted leg. Standing leg, squeeze tight. This looks great. If you want to decorate with your arms, you go overhead, you go out to the side, do whatever you need to do. Keep the foot to brain connection keep the work of the lifted leg. Breathe. And it's okay if you don't go as far as, as you'd like. Right? If everything's activated, everything's activated. You feel it, you know it, that's advanced yoga. Breath in. You're just going to let this all come back to samastiti. Take a moment in samastiti. Get one clear breath where you don't move. You don't think, you just listen to what's going on. Then go ahead and shake out in whatever way you want to do it. Like super intentionally, now is the time. Yeah, go have a beer, whatever you need to do at home. So what, that, that looked great, by the way. That looked awesome. One of the things is, someone will do this. Here's my tree pose. I'm not even exaggerating the amount of shaking going on. Right. This is not where my leg wants to be. I can tell this because my hip over here 
is hiked. Can you see this? My hip is hiked way up. Like everybody can hear it. You could see this in Ohio. <laughs> so I'm not in a position where my leg is strong. This is not doing any work. It can't do this work because I'm flawed as a human being. I'm just, that's what was put out there. I'm a terrible person. I can't get my leg up that high. But if this leg, if we're doing this, if we're doing this, and I did this for years, uh, so, you know, doing this and making all this effort out into the standing leg that's trying to balance is not going to work. I mean, you're, if you're balancing because you're holding your breath, struggling, fighting for your balance. So what we're doing with this idea of let this leg do its own work in creating the position is going to allow the other side to do the balance, right? Went back to Samastiti and right foot to brain, right? That's just, you're standing there. Left leg did not come to work, but now it's going to engage and it's going to engage hip flexor to pull the knee up. It's going to engage outer hip to pull the knee to the side and then hamstring and glute to pull in. Once the foot is on the leg, now these two legs working together, you don't have to work as hard, but we don't want to make the standing leg responsible for this, uh, this branch over here. Standing leg's got its own job. So both legs really working. Right? And then as you want to you can decorate with your arms. Totally cool. Right. Your abdominals do not hold the standing knee up, or stand the lifted knee up, but they do create stability around your spine that allows both legs to do their jobs. So it's about everything doing its job. Standing leg is squeezing tight, making the connection from floor to brain. Lifted leg, all those muscles that hold the triangle shape. Abdominals supporting the spine, spine supporting the arms in whatever shape. You get a breath in, and a breath out. Slowly release. It's coming back to some elasticity. And then when you're there, just do the same thing. Be there, be non reactive, be undisturbed. Like there may be some disturbing things coming up, but you're undisturbed, right? That'd be a great way to like, approach life. There's a lot of disturbing stuff out there. And you can recognize it. And you, at your core, at your being, can be undisturbed. Doesn't mean you're not connected. Just that you're not pulled into that cycle. Next inhale, reach up. Mountain pose. Exhale, back. Breathe it. Lift halfway, flat back. Plant your hands. Step back. We're going to go all the way to the mat. Knees down, chest down. Turn cheek to one side. Downward facing Shavasana. And see. Close your eyes, soften your face. Let the ground hold you. That was good work. Breathe in. Breathe all the way out. I'm going to bring hands underneath forehead center. And you're going to uh, go right hand on top of left. And then forehead on top of the right hand. And you bring your awareness to your legs. Squeeze the legs tight. Both of them. But you're going to press the right foot down into the floor. Just press it down. Left leg might get light. Totally cool. You're going to squeeze the back of the left leg. Continue to lift it. 
your abdominals are in so that the, uh, the low back stays stable. Then right shoulder blade in toward your spine. Pull that in. You might just naturally have lifted your right elbow. Cool. If you did follow that with your forearm, if the arm doesn't want to come off the floor, no big deal. If it does, we have makarasana. The weight of the head is on the hand, and you're using the right shoulder blade, pulling in toward the spine, and strengthening the upper back. Breath in. Slow release as you breathe out. We'll swap hands and rest again. Just rest. Like, like everything rests. Let everything that was lit up get relaxed. Then awareness to the legs. Squeeze both of them. They're both like gripping muscle to bone, hugging muscle to bone. The left foot presses down, which may make the right leg feel light. Follow that by squeezing the calf muscle, hamstring, glute muscle, so that the leg lifts. Abdominals are in, and that just supports the low back. Right? And the left shoulder blade, pull it in towards your spine. Elbow will come up or be light, probably. Follow that with four. If the arm doesn't want to leave the floor, no big deal. Continue to pull shoulder blade in towards spine. So this is another one where it's not the arm action. It's the shoulder blade action, the back muscle action that's creating the lift. Squeeze the right leg. Squeeze left shoulder blade in towards spine. Have a breath in, even if you really would prefer not to breathe. And then slowly release down. Rest. Really good. Everything that was lit up just softens up. Nice. Bend your knees and let legs rock side to side. Really nice. Coming back to center. Hands underneath your elbows. Press up to hands and knees and back to downward facing dog. Breath in. Breath all the way out. You're going to squeeze your right leg tightly. Take it up and back behind you. Bend the knee here. Heel toward your bum. Bring your right thigh into your chest. Knee toward your chest. Now rock forward and tap your knee to your right arm. Or get as close as your body will go to that. That situation is happening. Then let the shin bone angle itself across your mat and lay down. Back leg extends back. We got pigeon. Heart forward, spine in. Follow that action down. So you're lengthening out the front of the body. And you can rest your head on the floor. You can stack your arms and rest your head. You could grab a block or a couple of blocks. Front shin bone presses down into the floor. Back foot presses down into the floor. Right hip could be on the ground, might be down. It's, it's okay if it's up. If you feel more comfortable by putting something underneath it, you can, but you don't have to. The thing you want to keep doing is pressing down with the leg. Breathing in and out is uh, also something you want to keep doing. Let your head rest. Let the path from 
your brain to your heart, your nose to your lungs. Be soft and open. Notice if anything along that path starts to clench. Face, jaw, throat. As if your hands or feet start to express stress or resistance. Not bad, just is. And it's a choice that you can make to release that resistance. And if we have habitual paths of resistance, we've created over many years, whether they be in our jaw or in our hip, it's gonna take more than one attempt, more than one session, right, to change that habit. The more you observe, the more choice you have to do that. One more round of breath here. Walk up to your hands. And as gracefully, as efficiently as you can move back to down dog, you do that. Pause when you get there. See if you can just be still, take in whatever this pose is telling you. On your inhale, squeeze the left leg. Lift it back behind you. Bend the knee here. Fold the thigh in toward your chest. Tight up into the ribs as you can. So we've just folded the thigh into the chest. We have not rocked forward. You're in a down dog. Thigh to chest. That is one action. The next action is the rock forward after the thigh is tucked up as high as it will go. That's how you make it easy to get the knee to these four. Then shin bone across the mat, you angle it and lay it down. That leg is doing its own work there. Slide the back leg back. Lift your chest. Lengthen out. And down over the front shin. Again, you're going to press the shin into the mat. You're going to press the back foot into the mat. You're going to keep doing that. So one thing about that, that sustained effort, it's like the pressing of the foot down in tree. If you do it like just full on, super hard, uh, it's not going to last very long. Right? And it's going to take all your, your, your effort. You're not, you're not forcing that grounding. It's continual. So it's a steady pressure down. But it's even and sustainable amount of work. So instead of doing like push real hard and then have to give it up, push real hard, have to give it up, find that place where you're just naturally grounding yourself by pressing front shin and back foot down.
where the mental pathways are. Are they staying in the work of the posture? Have they gone on to other things? Can you bring them back to what is the efficient, effective use of your brain power right now? On an inhale, up to your hands and press your hands down. They're going to be your new stability. So take a moment to really press into the hands. Then we're going to move it to down dog. First thing that's probably going to happen is you're going to turn the back toes under. You're going to get the back legs strong because that's another element of support. As you press into those three points, it becomes easy to lift the left shin and step back. Breath in. Open your mouth, let it go. Look through your hand, you walk or hop to seated. We're going to take both legs out in front. Hashimotanasana, we're going to start with bent knees. So even if you're the most flexible person in the room, and we are not going to have the competition, but uh, even if you were, you're going with bent knees. Sitting bones press down, you're lifting up through the center of your chest. We're going to hinge at the hip crease and bring the rib cage, the lowest ribs in front, toward the thighs. If they don't get to the thighs, no big deal. We're going to bring thighs up to the rib cage. Once you get ribs to thighs, this whole thing is just sandwiched together. Release your upper body over the legs. Then at this point, if it feels right to you, if you're not overwhelmed by sensation and stretch, you can start to move the heels forward, but keep your chest on the thighs. So it's like ragdoll. The, the name of the game is like sandwich the upper body, the lower body. Keep the head, the shoulders, the upper back real soft, real relaxed. And straighten the legs to whatever degree they're going to go for you with your chest on your thighs. There is no contest at all. Not even with yourself. It's what do you do today? Flex your feet. Fan your toes. We're moving the heels forward, toes back toward you. Breath in, breath out. Breath in, breath out. Last round here is full, complete breaths. Draw your heart forward and lightly come up to seated. Slide your hips towards your heels. Come on down to your back. Hug your knees in. One knee in each hand. Give them a little stirring around. Let things get real loose there. And then releasing your feet to the mat. Walk them wide. We have windshield wiper twist, knee side to side. Back at center, pause. Make your way to Shavasana. Nice work, y'all.
get to a position of the body that can rest and be here. Let your eyes fall gently closed if that's comfortable for you. And if it's not, feel free to keep them softly open. A long, slow breath in through your nose. Open your mouth and let it escape so you're not pushing, you're not hurrying it, it's just leaving. Let it leave you at rest, at peace with yourself and your surroundings. A few quiet moments here in Shavasana. When you feel ready to come back, you start with wiggling your fingers and toes gently. And roll to your right side. Pause. Make your way up to seated. Have a moment here to align yourself well and to bring your mind back into this. What would your body do to feel lighter, to feel more spacious, to feel more at ease? You know how to do all those things. Now bring our hands together at heart center. Thumbs to forehead center. That was great, y'all. Thanks for being here. Namaste. Yes. Thank you, guys. Have a great night. See you soon.